Episode 80, The Power of Love at Work. Welcome to the story in your head. I'm Ron Macklin. And today, Valentine's Day, Deb and I dive into how love impacts not just your personal relationships and self-perception, but also your company's culture. Welcome to the story in your head. Today, we're going to focus our podcast on love. Love? What, what, is, what is love? Yeah, what, what's the <laughs> definition of love? Gosh, you just made me think of a song, What is Love? But anyways, I'll go back to, I went to the dictionary uh-huh. to see what it says. So first of all, love, several forms as a noun, several definitions, a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. Affection based on admiration, benevolence, or common interests. Warm attachment, enthusiasm, or devotion. And then it's a verb. Oh, I'm always more interested in the verbs. To hold dear, to cherish, to thrive in. And then, of course, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't, didn't mention that in tennis, it means nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> love, love. Do any of those definitions ring true? What do you hold as love? Well, first I'd, I'd say that the, the ones that talked about the nouns, they, they mostly occurred as like outside of me. Mm. Like there are things out there that pull me to them, right? And then there's the, the actions, the verbs, which means kind of more self-generated. And I'm always a, a verb guy. I look at the whole world as verbs, right? Because it's, it's the action we're in that matters. And I use the story of love is to accept as they someone is and as they are not. And th- that means as they are, which means they how they look, how they act, what they do, everything in that space, you accept whatever they are, are right? And then there's the, the next part, which is what they are not, which means like we're not sitting out trying to go, well, we need to change that person mm-hmm. because they're not this way. Right. And you're going like, no, that's uh, accepting them as they are and as they are not. When you love someone, you accept them as they are and as they are not, which includes yourself. You know, you know to love yourself is to accept you as you are and as you are not. Hmm. Any conflicts in there? Yeah. Thinking about loving myself. Ah. That was the one when you said to accept what they are and what they are not. Because there's some things I'd like to change about myself. Oh, got it. Okay. And, and like, what do you want to change? Like, you don't need to go into what you want to change about, but you said, what is it about you that says there's something I want to be different? Yeah. I mean, one of the things I'm striving for is to be healthier. Okay. Got it. So that's something to change. But I'm noticing that in creating that change for myself, I, it is an act of loving myself. Yep. I accept when I have a story that I love myself, right. As I am. And as I am not, I, I, I want to be like, notice a couple things. I didn't say that I accept how I am and how I am not in the future. Oh, I say I accept myself as I am and am not or are or are not right now in this very moment that's it okay so now you've introduced time into this 
Oh, time was invented. Take the time invention thing away, right? So just think of what we have now. That's all we have is now, right? So you accept yourself as you are now. No regrets, no remorse, no nothing else. Like everything that happened in the past up to this point, it created who I am. I accept me as I am and I am not. Like I could say, well, I could be 10 pounds lighter, but do you accept that you are the way you are now? Because that's love. Now, you said, I accept myself the way I am now, but I would like to be five pounds lighter into the future, right? That's accepting you as you are now. But if you step on the scale and you look down at the weight and you go, that's three pounds too heavy. You know, I've noticed my weight is getting less as I talk, right? First it was 10, then five. <laughs> Thank you for three, that, by the way. <laughs> three, two, two, right? And so I'm losing weight as I go through this <laughs> podcast. And to love yourself means like, that's the weight I am. But to not love yourself, to not accept you as you are, is go, I should be less than that. I should be smarter. I should be whatever that is. And now you don't give yourself the space to like dance because you're afraid of, you're not enough. But to love yourself, to accept you as you are and as you are not in the moment, creates a space of peace, a space of calm, a place of an empty mind to be open to shaping the new things versus a whole mind full of guilt, remorse, ugliness, right? So now, what shows up for you? Yeah, it's interesting. I'm I'm thinking back to what you said about no regrets. Mm-hmm. Right? Accepting myself as I am today without regrets. And you also said like that everything you've been through, everything you've done has shaped who you are right now. So loving yourself right now is an acceptance of all of that. It makes me look at my history much differently, different mood around it, that it's not like I don't have things to regret. I have things that I learned from. I have things that made me exactly all the things that I learned in my past or made who what made me exactly who I am today. And can we ever change what we've already done and become and done? Can we no. change that? No. I mean, Star Trek tried to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't <laughs> seen it happen. Thanks for bringing an entertainment world into our conversation. <laughs> and like, we can't change that. But we can change how we're going to be now in the world about ourselves. We can say, I'm the perfect me. Well, you can't be anything else but you, right? So you are the perfect you. Mm-hmm. And to be at peace with that, to love yourself as you are and as you are not. Now let's take it to away from ourselves and toss it onto somebody else that we would say we want to, I love them, I accept them as they are and as they are not. It seems easier. To do it with somebody else? For me, okay, it seems yeah. easier to accept that they're exactly who they are because of all the things that they've done in their past. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm listening to, you know, some of the things when people get married, for example. Oh yeah, socks on the bedroom floor, and oh, I wish I could change, you know, this or that or the other. And once you've been married long enough, like I'm going on 29 years. You, you really easily learn that, yeah, that stuff, you're not going to make any changes there. Nor would you want to. It's, not about, it's not, not about whether you can or cannot make changes. It's about whether you accept them as they are, which means you don't want to make any changes. Yes. 
Yes. And and you can accept them as they are. Like where whoever they are, whatever they're doing, they could be right now. Now, does that mean that you want the future to be exactly as it is right now? Maybe. Ma- maybe or maybe not. Maybe yeah. not, right? Like you go, well, I'm really happy in my house, but I, I don't want to be in my house in 20 years. Right. Uh, and we're, we're both currently working. Right. But I don't want to be working in 10 years. I don't want to be working like we're working now in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So there's a space you go, okay, um, but we want things to be different in the future. Cause well, one, you know, once we start out as a baby, we grow up in the world. And, and then as we get older, we go back down, right. To our capacity to do things goes back down. So that you, we want things to be different for them, for us. Right. So we what we want in the future can get like pulled back in, stuck on the now, right? Like instead of going like, okay, there's the future. No, no, you go like you need you need to be that now, mm-hmm. right? And and you you should you you should see you should cook different. You should clean different. You should organize things different. You should treat me differently, right? All these things you could think of that you want to do it in the future. You pull them back and say you're not those now. And now you're not giving them space to be them and you're not loving them, but you may want it in the future. That, that whole time thing, we, we can pull them back together and stick it right where we are right now and then have a whole bunch of shoulds. You should do this. You should do that. You should do, I should do this. I should do that. Versus like, no, we are who we are. We're perfect We're right now. This is wonderful. And if you don't have that, that would make an unpleasant relationship to be in. Are you looking to strengthen your relationships, whether personally or professionally? You want to learn how to build authentic connections faster, or perhaps you're looking to beat employee burnout through the power of connection. My name is Ron Macklin, founder of Macklin Connection. And in our workshops, we teach you the fundamentals of how to do exactly that and more. To learn more of the power of your relationships, visit us at MacklinConnection.com. Yeah, I'm thinking to if my husband always expected me to be someone different, Mm -hmm. there is no peace in that, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not someone different. (laughs) I am who I am. Yep. Yep. I accept. And so if, and and that goes for for anybody, my friends, you know. What? What? (laughs) It could go for your friends too? Like you could love your friends? Well. What about customers? Absolutely. Vendors. Your boss. Your boss, your employees, your team. Who is it that you do not want to love? Mm. I can't think of anybody off that list. And we, we, I grew up in a world where love could show up like infatuation, like the, the thrill of a new relationship and there's the meeting each and you're discovering each other and you're doing all that kind of stuff. And they go, that's love. No, that's courting, that's dating, that's infatuation. That's right. Love is different. Although we can, we say, well, I feel that way about them now. I must be love. No, that's infatuation. But love, when you accept them as they are and as they are not, you can have those kinds of feelings about that person forever because you're really happy with who they are. And you're so, so excited to be in the room with the person you're so happy with. Yeah. You're, you're taking me back to employees and supervisors. Yes. Okay. And, and I think about, sometimes the way we give feedback, 
in the workplace, right? In the especially in big companies, you've got your annual review. I'm going to tell you all the things that you need to improve. You should. <laughs> let's let's talk about that big should again. You should be this, or you should be that. Here, here's my should list. Yeah, here's my should list. And being love, loving them means to accept them exactly as they are with all the gifts and talents and whatever it is that they bring with all their creativity and that that's who they are and how to open a space for that in the workplace. It seems uncommon. Like I'm just noticing this. It seems uncommon to talk about love in the workplace. Well, that's because I think that's because we have this, the idea of the romantic falling in love thing as love. And that's not love. That's well, that's romantic love, right? That's infatuation. That's all that stuff, right? If you're going to do a, a performance review with somebody and you want to accept them as they are and as they are not, which is love, the first step is to figure out what do they care about? It's what you would do with somebody you're, you're dating to see if you're going to live mm-hmm. together forever. You go, what do you care about, right? But it's no different with an employee. What do you care about? What do you care to do? What is your goal? What is... What lights you up? What's in your space? What What's your space that you want to do? And if you don't know what that is, how could you make a request for them to do something? And then if you, once you know what that is, you, you take what they, who they see. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, too bad. I've got a visual right here. Those of you who like, you understand what they care about. And then it, if you can craft a story that brings the, what the company is together, right? You lock in, right? Then it's easy to love them because they bring their gifts and you're using them in the space and they want to be there. And it's great because it's the same as if you were going to pick a partner for the next 40 years of your life, working with an employee for the next 12 months of your, of your lives that they're doing what they love to do. And if they, if they like, if they hate what they're doing, right. Is it accepting them as they are and as they are not to let them do the job that they hate to do? Yeah, you you turned it upside down for me because I think in a lot of companies it would be the supervisor saying, "Here's what I care about." Yeah. So I want you to do what I care about. Yeah. Forget about what you care about. Absolutely, and that's that's a, how to skyrocket to the very middle, hmm. right? Because you're never going to get a, a group that takes off, right? It's going to go up and then stop, and that's what happens. They go, "Oh, look how good we went to middle." And versus the go all the way up and take off. If people don't love what they do or they they decide to choose to love what they do, but if they're not loving what they do, which means they they have a great relationship with their job when with themselves and the people that are there, performance has is capped. How long can you do a job you hate? Long time. Well, you know, you're bringing it back to people being burned out you know, the reasons why people don't want to go to work, you know, all these reasons that we've been talking about since COVID, people don't love their job anymore. They don't love to do what they're doing. Yeah, I, I accept. We, we know that people love to contribute to others. Mm-hmm. So it's a fundamental. We want to contribute to some other people. Little kids do it all the time, right? Given a chance, they'll help out their friend. And yet they don't want to go to work where they can contribute to others. Well, they, obviously have a story that going to work doesn't allow them to contribute to others. They don't get to be them at work. 
So how excited would you be? How much would you love going to a job that you don't want to be at because you don't get to contribute? What, what's come, what comes to me, and I've worked through this many times, it's not about the job. Like, oh, I found the right job. No, no, you found a place where you got to contribute and be you. And that place accepts you as you are and as you are not. And job matters less. It's the people, the relationships. It's the feeling that you're being loved. And I don't mean romantically. I mean being loved, like accepting you as you are and as you are not. And you can contribute. And that's where people who are, who are alive, they want to go to work. Can't wait to get up. Yeah, they feel a sense of belonging. I belong here. And when you say you need to be, would you be responsible for this? People go, yes, I, I will be responsible. They don't go like, oh, responsibility bad. No, they go like responsibility. Yes, I'll take that responsibility because they get to contribute, be valued. That's love. And it can be the same with vendors and customers and like having that relationship and accepting them as they are and as they are not. Uh, and finding out how to work together the best you, you can because you're both doing what you love, that's a good life. That's a great life. It's a great life. Mm-hmm. Anything else, there, Deb? Thinking about the belonging. And it, it's funny because I, I think about my kids who've had various different jobs, right? They're still, they're, they're still not quite working on the career. They're working on, like, how do I figure out how to work? How do I do all this? All the things that are making them who they are right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they haven't found that place where they belong yet. They're still looking for that place where they feel loved and accepted just like they are. Are they loving the job? Are they choosing to love the job? And Wow, what a great question. I would say in some cases, yes. In some cases, no. Yeah, so... Say more about that. Someone who doesn't want to be there, they don't love the job. They don't, but they also could have a story that they don't want to be there before they get there, right? Like, mm-hmm. right? How we show up in the world, who we create ourselves to be before we get there. And if we don't create it, who we drift into being before we get there will make a big difference on how we see the place we're working. I've I actually worked at a, a place where I replaced somebody. Like, there was somebody working there, had my job. I replaced him in this position, and then he took a, a lesser job working for me. And my initial thought was, oh, man, he could have some, like, uh, oof, oof, right? He goes, I don't want to be here. And I, I used to have that job. I don't, have, no, I don't want to do it anymore, right? It's just the opposite. I walked in. He was all excited that I was there. He was going, like, I'm still looking forward to learning from you. I would love what we're going to do here. You know, whatever you want me to do, I'll do, because I want to be a part of this, and I want to be, I want to learn from you. And I was just going, like, like, like he created himself to who he was going to be. And it made it wonderful. I mean, like, we had a lot of fun together. But he could have also said, you know, he's sitting in my office now. I don't want to be here, but I need a paycheck. So I'm going to come in every day. Take that into the situation where when you show up at a place, do you love being there? Because how you choose to be when you get there, everybody else will know. 90% of our communication is in body language. And 10% is in actual language. So if you don't like to be there, you're not choosing to be there, you're not excited to be in the place, right? And like getting engaged and doing stuff, everybody's going to know. And nobody wants people around that don't want to be there. Then you go, well, they don't like me. You go, well, did you check yourself first, right? Before you went into that situation. I'm, I'm probably guilty of this as anybody. 
I get nervous and caught up in my own head and I'm trying to figure out what to say, what to do and all that. And people are like, well, he's an asshole versus jumping in and going like, I'm a little nervous here, and, but, but I'm excited to be here. I'm so looking forward to what we make and create and do and stuff. Yeah. So that space to create, to create yourself before you even go in. Before you even go in. And love is a great way to look at it and, and specifically have when we have the distinction of Love is accepting people as they are, including myself, and accepting people as they are not. Right. So you can go in there and you look around the room, and in your head you can just look around. I love that guy. Say, I love that person. I love that person. I accept them as they are. I accept them as they're not. And then you look around, and all those stories that are in your head will show up. And we go, "Oh, this guy fits in. This gal fits in. This is great." Love is the. I say, love is the greatest. Love is very powerful. Accepting people as they are and as they are not. And it's that creation, the conscious creation, because I think we can drift into, oh, that person yelled at me yesterday, right? They must not like me. Or, you, you, well, it's the stories in our head mm-hmm. right? that we can make up about things that happen. Because let's face it, we all have days where we are not the self we would love to be. <laughs> and the power is in being able to notice whether or not we're loving ourselves or loving others, so that we can choose it differently. Although sometimes we get in a mood and can't notice ourselves. But you know, look at it like baseball. If you can be that way three out of ten times, you're going to make a difference in the world. If you get to five out of ten times, whew, we're just going to think so differently of you. Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer. Yep, Hall of Fame for connections. Very cool. Well, thank you, Deb. This is a great call. What, what are your... Mythbusters or takeaways? What myths were busted? I like that one. Which myths were busted today? I think for me, it's really about creating love, like how, creating myself to be love, and also creating others. And when I do that, when I create a space for my employer, for my boss, for for all these people, when I when I accept them exactly how they are and how they are not, I can create peace for myself and find a place where I belong. And, and yes, part of it is because the people in the place where I'm belonging, part of that is because they accept me as I am, but also I'm creating that I belong. Thank you, Deb. The myth that I think is busted from today is that we have a myth like, well, I don't know. Let's see if I love that person or not. Like, like it's outside mm-hmm. of us and it might like, like it'll stick to us like a fungus or it'll stick, it'll wash over us like a, a big dose of a uh, bucket of water or something, right? Like it'll happen out from outside to us versus love is a responsibility. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. It's not fate or, mm. you know, it was meant to be, right? Like people talk about, you create it. Yep. Create it. We, we, when we remember to, we create it. Oh, that's great. Well, Ron, this is being at Valentine's Day. So that's why we're talking about this. Some people might think, well, what the heck are they talking about love in the workplace for? Is that's Val- why we did it today. It's Valentine's Day. Very good. Thank you, Deb. Well, thank you, Ron. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. At Madeline Connection, we believe making authentic connections with others can literally change your world. We invite you to share this podcast with one person that you care about. Maybe it's someone you haven't spoken with in a really long time and you'd love to reconnect. 
Or maybe it's the first person that popped into your head when you listened to this podcast because you thought it would be perfect for them. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.